be a big spike on the <laughs> this has got to make it into some blooper of some sure. sort okay hey everybody welcome to another episode of raising kids who follow jesus i'm justin i'm here with madison hello and we are talking about friendship dynamics today mm-hmm. so i was thinking through all the different friendship dynamics that i've just watched my kids go through over the years, right? And one of those is having lifelong friends because we've been here at this church the whole time hmm. that they've been alive. So they've got friends that just have always been here. The church friends? The church friends. One of those dynamics has been uh, friends who come and go. Like they've yes. had friends they were really close to. And then those friends move or, or change. And mm-hmm. there's the challenges of, of like loss. We've changed schools a couple times. Um, so mainly my oldest, uh, He's changed schools twice. Once was a move. The other, we, we switched him to a private school because he had a really bad experience mm. at the school he was at. Mm-hmm. Um, and then all of it had to deal with, like, friendship dynamics. Mm. Um, and so, like, kids that are, you know, from your kid's perspective, they're, they're jerks and they're yeah. this <laughs> and they're that. And what do you, how do you deal with that? And mm-hmm. how do you – like, I was just thinking or, – or now it's like as a parent that's this age, you start to know kids a little bit and you want your kids to be friends with certain kids. Sure. And there's other kids that if you're just going to be honest, you don't want them to be friends with. <laughs> and so when you see like you're trying to kind of play matchmaker with friends. Right. And maybe if they're starting to hang out with someone, you're like, I don't like that kid. And you're like, hey, no, um, what, what if, you know, you're trying to figure out mm-hmm. how to, can I choose my friends, my child's friends for them? There's so many dynamics because friends are one of the most central part of childhood development you, you will very often talk like your friends think like your friends uh look at life through the same lens as your friends yeah and i've, I've got a verse what's your verse first corinthians fifteen thirteen. don't be misled bad company uh corrupts good morals do you think it's talking about is it a prophetic verse about the band bad company i don't know like if you listen to the band bad, is that a band you know the band bad company no. i'm sorry that was a horrible joke but no it's true bad <coughs> bad friends like Bad friends make you do stupid stuff. Oh, man. I mean, you, you right away, you go to, like, Proverbs chapter 1, mm. where it talks about, you know, if, if you, like, walk the same path as fools, right? you know, evil people, mm-hmm. um, wicked people, and being friends with wicked people is something that uh, David talked about a lot in some of the Psalms. Like, Psalm 1 actually has some of that stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, no, absolutely. You, you will... See your kids become friends with people. You'd be like, bad company. Yes. Bad oh, no. company. <laughs> Alarm bells go off. No, no, no. It's like, it's like just underneath the whole, like, your kid decides to, to have romantic attachments yeah, yeah, yeah. to someone you don't like. Those alarm bells might be a little bit louder at first. Sure. But actually, the friend one, they're going to be so... Yeah, because I think, for me, the stupidest decisions I made were under pressure of my friends. The, the dumbest ideas I had were basically me just copycatting something my friends believed or said. And so... Oh, yeah. No, I, mean, I, I can remember moments where I was hanging out with that group and just the, our, our combination of personalities and, hmm. and that sort of like a confidence you have when right. you're with a group of friends that allows you to do dumb stuff it allows you to like walk through the neighborhood and like and like kind of yell something at a cop as they drive by did you do that <laughs> you know no i don't know if i oh. yelled something at a cop i can't imagine you're just yelling like, at cops. you're just like goofy you're just like being yeah you just your your iq it like there's a weird <laughs> it drops it drops there's like a, a group iq level not like i hate you yelling at a cop but more just like like i dare you just to go like stick oh, your yeah. tongue out at them it's Lots like what are you talking well about? and if i can just pull the curtain back a little bit more uh i guess vulnerable like uh, some of the biggest entanglements I had with sin as a kid, things I got exposed to. Sure. Um, I was at a friend's house. It's like I would spend the night somewhere and 
it's not my parents' fault. They had no idea. Right. But, like, I, I, and I have this distinct memory. Um, this is, I'm not saying this to, like, shock or scare parents. But I spent the night in fourth grade with a kid named Ryan. And I can say it because who I knows? I had a kid named Ryan who showed me, like, horror, horror movies. Oh, this is, no, Ryan wasn't Is it the movie. same Ryan no, movie? Maybe the same <laughs> Ryan. What, what a weird thing. It, no, this Ryan lived in Missouri, and I don't even remember his last, I think I do remember his last name, but I don't want to say it. Sure. But either way, um, this is 25. Yeah, no, no I know. No, this is like <laughs> 30-something There's, there's no way ago. we knew the same Ryan. <laughs> right, I know. So this Ryan, I spend the night at his house. On his walls are posters of naked women. Yeah, I had that with friends. Not... Not like he ha- didn't have hidden. No, hay. it's on his walls. Yeah, and his mom would like bring you pizza rolls. <laughs> and there's, <laughs> there's naked he's women. in the fourth grade, <laughs> and I'm, and when my mom said sure, Lee, Justin would love to spend the night, <laughs> she didn't go. Hey, quick question, do you have naked <laughs> pictures of women on the walls? If so how yourself? many? How many? I just want to like that's not even a thing you you would think to ask, but here just by me going over to this friend's house, right? I'm like exposed to this stuff. Yeah. And in their home, it was normal. Yeah. I don't get that. But my point is, that's a friend. It's just that friendship led to that. Yeah. And so I guess... And then the, we watched Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. Dude, your your childhood is so close to my childhood. <laughs> childhood yeah. I've, well, things I'm thinking of I'm, I'm thinking of bad like bad friends I had. And yeah. Ace Ventura, Pet Detective was a, a keystone feature of... <laughs> Of of that relationship. Jim Carrey, come on. So uh, I guess the question is, is like, how do you control that? And right. the answer is, you you can't control that to a large degree. Um, but there are, I think, a couple things you can control, and it's like the uh, what you can't control is like potential environments um, to some to some degree, and then you can inc- you can control um, the tools you're equipping them with. I think that's a phenomenal way to look at it. Just saying, okay, what is in the realm of my control, and right. what is not, right? And to understand there will be situations you can't control, mm-hmm. but there are situations you do control. And I have seen a lot of parents almost talk themselves out of the reality like, that they have control somewhere. Correct. Like, for example, I think of my home. My home is, is in my control. Right. I can determine who is at my house and who is not. Mm-hmm. So there was a, there was a boy, when I, won't, I won't say his name. <laughs> Ryan. <laughs> um, no. Ryan. No, there was a boy that uh, when my oldest was in the first grade. They were in class together and they were, they were in our neighborhood because they rode the same bus. And he's yeah. like, hey, can he come over? And I was like, sure. And he was a first grade kid. Is this the kid that destroyed your tree? Uh, no, that was <laughs> that was another neighbor. Okay. Yeah, he did. He was wild. He broke so much stuff. But this kid's similar situation. You know, I've ra- up to this point, my oldest kid, like I've had him in my house for years. Yeah. I know how he's wired, right? This kid's in our house for 30 minutes. I come downstairs to our basement. And like multiple ceiling tiles are broken. <laughs> and they're throwing apples, whole <laughs> apples at our wall. And they've splattered and there's just apple juice running down oh my the wall. Gosh. And it's like staining the and I look at my son, I'm like, and I know that I know it wasn't I mean, number one, it, he was involved. Sure. Yeah. But like he's been in my house. He didn't come up with that idea. This never happened before. Right. Like we've had apples the whole time, we've had ceiling <laughs> tiles the whole time, and he's never this kid was like crazy like that. Yeah. And I just was like, he's never coming over again. And you just said, Go home. <laughs> Did I, you oh, send the kid home? Yeah, I was like, Hey, it's time to go. <laughs> and then I told him, like, yeah, I don't want that kid over. Yeah. And I and, and you could just tell that the kid, you could just tell. Yeah. Like, unless things change. Yes. This kid's head in a bad direction. And I just, right. could, so my point, even in the first grade, so we just decided, I remember telling telling Liam, hey, he's not, we're not going to have him over anymore. Mm-hmm. You can, like, 
doesn't mean you can never play with them at school. Right. It's just I just because of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, and, and so I, that's within my realm of, of yes. control. And when you're real, when your kids are real young, like most of that's in your control. Like you can yes. you can individually handpick like whoever shows up to a four year old's birthday party is like friends of the parents and their kids, and like maybe age, yeah. maybe some friends from school or daycare or whatever that looks like. And so. Um, but as they get older, fifth or sixth grade into high school, like they're choosing their friends from the situations that they're put in. Yep. And the analogy I came up with is like stocking the fridge when you're on a diet. Like yeah. if you're on a diet, find things you like to stock the fridge with so that it's just like the easy stuff to grab is right there. Um, for me, it's like, I like carrots fine, but I'm not, I'm not going to eat them if they're still in the bag. I don't know why I just, I like, I have to like put it in a little Tupperware thing and okay. then I'll be like, oh, I'll take that to work and then I'll, sense. I'll be fine for it. But if I have ice cream in the fridge... You're not choosing carrots over ice cream. Correct. I will eat, right. the, I'll eat the whole thing of ice cream. And so having that those environments just stocked with people where you're like, okay, I know that at this setting, and for us, it's like at church, like bringing my kid to church, the setting that they're around, the, the stock that they're pulling from mm-hmm. could potentially include other people uh, who's their kids, like their families, like they're really all about Jesus, like they're mm-hmm. following Jesus too. Um, but if the only environments they're in is like, I'm going to go hang out at the mall. I don't know if kids do that anymore. But like back in my day, it was like. Actually, I, th- I think they do if they can. Yeah, yeah let's like, go hang out at the mall. It's like, well, you don't know who's at the mall. Like, <laughs> no, it's a good point. I mean, obviously, like you don't have total control over. Right. You, you don't have control of your child's level of buy-in. Correct. With your, what like my kids complain about what we put in the fridge sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like there's none of this. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, that's on purpose. Right. Um, sometimes they may not be excited about it, but I do think that. I think that matters a ton. And I'll, I'll use, so I was a youth pastor for seven years. Mm-hmm. Um, you've been, a, how long have you actually been a youth pastor now? It's been a while. What year is it? What year is it? Um, 2023. 2023. So six years, probably. Dude, you're about to, Yeah. you're about to be a longer tenure. Well, if I, I make it through year seven. That's true. <laughs> well, the jury's still out on that. We'll see. But you're, you're approaching. Yeah. That's like in a youth pastor world, that's like you're like a guru. Yeah, if you make it point. past three years, you're, <laughs> you're like, whoa, yeah. you've seen things we've not even. If you've graduated more than two cohorts, you're, <laughs> you're like good. you're like the master. Well, this is something I saw happen a lot. Um, and, and it's so funny. It's my, my sort of tenure as a youth pastor, I'll kind of pull back, because I do think both of us will agree. If you want to help raise kids who follow Jesus, putting them, having them be incredibly involved at your church to whatever degree that's possible for your family. Right. That's it, it, like... That's a high should be a high priority, and if the youth group isn't, if it's if if it's like dead dying, you know sometimes that's a reality mm-hmm. at certain mm-hmm. churches. I'm I'm not telling you to leave, right? But like that's your kids <laughs> need that. I'll say as the youth pastor, like part of the reason why it might be dying is because everyone looks at it and goes like, I don't want to go to that. I'll be one of only eight kids. Yeah. So my, my story there is pretty interesting. When I first came here, the junior high and high school were together. Yeah. And I separated that pretty fast. That right. would have been right around the time you, you, you came as a sixth grader. Mm-hmm. So we had a junior high thing. We had a high school thing. And the junior high thing was on Wednesday nights. Okay. Cause that's kind of like church. You know, we have our main stuff now is on Sunday mornings. Right. But, um, we do have Wednesday night Bible studies for junior yeah. high and high school and whatnot. But, uh, anyway, so I was also in charge of the elementary for a while, and I would notice that, like, I'd have these kids on Sunday mornings that were there almost every Sunday, and mm-hmm. then they just wouldn't make the jump to middle school. Right. And so I remember I would, like, hype it up. I'd be like, hey, you guys got to come. It's going to be awesome. Mm-hmm. We, we do all this stuff to sort of tease it, talk to parents, and then maybe 50% would show mm-hmm. up the first time, and then it would dive pretty fast. Because what I found was, oh, 
the parents don't, they're not willing to make that the sacrifice, yeah, or yeah, driving. Yeah, it's another night of the week. Yeah, we're not a neighborhood church, so it's kind of a destination drive for everybody. And you know, kids get busy. They get they got sports. They've got all mm-hmm. kinds of stuff, and then it takes them away. And what I saw happen. This was a dynamic I saw very often. Maybe you've seen it too. Is I saw kids go from like elementary, fourth, fifth grade. They knew a lot of kids. They're super. They're happy when they're here, mm-hmm. and then they kind of disappeared for a few years. And this was back before we had this stuff all on Sunday morning. Right. That's one of the reasons we made that change, was because yeah, then you don't youth, have to... Youth group is now Sunday morning. It's Sunday morning yeah. because that's they don't have to transition to another day of the week. We have extra stuff on other days, but mm-hmm. either way, why I made that transition, because I see these kids disappear, and the parents, no, no big deal. Your kid in the sixth grade is pretty similar to who they were in fifth grade. But by the time eighth and ninth grade was rolling around, I would have parents resurface, mm-hmm. almost like... <laughs> in desperation yes. mode. But now it was such an uphill battle to get their kids re-engaged... Because the kids were like, I don't know any of those kids, and I don't want to go. And, and the parents had to make them, or there was some, some conflict. But I would even still encourage them, yeah. Try it. Try it, yeah. because it's worth it. But my point is, man, the kids that just didn't have that gap mm. where it was a priority from the get-go, and they were involved, you were one of those kids where, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure you had weeks you weren't there. Sure. But I would remember like, oh, Madison's not here. That's kind of a weird week, right? right? From sixth grade all the way through 12th grade, you were you and a bunch of people were hyper-consistent. Mm-hmm. And the depth of relationship, and I mean, it was huge to watch. Yeah, and I think it can be intimidating when you're on the other side of one of those breaks or gaps or a move or whatever it is to, to feel like, well, if I bring my kid to youth group, like there are those kids. There is that consistent group that's, they're there, but they're only friends with each other. Mm-hmm. So they're not going to see my kid. Um, and I would just say like, hey, like come up with a, a really great plan, talk to the people that lead the, the group, you know, whatever would be best to, to get mm-hmm. them in, involved um, and take their phone away before you drop them off. Mm. So they don't just sit on their phone and yeah. use that as a I way mean, to... if your kid is like one of those kids where it's like they like have a tendency to run away and I'm going to need to get in contact with them, it's like keep, keep the phone with them. <laughs> right. It'd be great. But if they're... If that's they're, not many kids, though. No, right, definitely. Especially for us, not on Sunday morning. That's not really happening. Don't have but a lot of runners? No, no runners. No one's walking up. No one's like, I was just going to go to Steak and Shake at 10 a.m. on Dude, Sunday morning. Dude, that used to be... Our, our church is surrounded by a Target, a Steak yeah. and Shake. Um, I just you, go to grab gym shorts at Target. It's like, why I, are you going I to I would have <laughs> kids like, where are you going, man? It's like, you know... Oh, just it, to... <laughs> just going to Target real quick. It's like, no. <laughs> no. You can't. Why? I, would, I had kids be... Some of the harder kids were like, why? Right. I was like, well, because your parents dropped you off here. Yep. And they'd be like, well, they don't mind. I was like, well, I'll talk to them when they pick you up. <laughs> I mean, I have a, I have a, you do understand I have a baseline responsibility to keep you in the uh, same address. I don't know where that your went. parents, I think he said he was going to get gym shorts at Target. Yeah. Sounded plausible. I can't. <laughs> but if your kids, so if your kid's not like that, like at the youth group you drop them off at, like you will obviously, like the, the youth, the, the leaders there will take care of your kids. They'll, they'll make sure that they're in the same spot when you pick them up. Right. Um, but not having that phone is like 15 minutes of dread and anxiety. And then there's like that decision point of like, am I going to cower in the corner without a phone to rely on? Mm -hmm. Because like being in the corner with a phone, everyone will leave you alone. Right. Being in the corner without a phone, you're like, I think I'm going to go play ping pong. Right. You're (laughs) like, I I don't want... And and the reality is, like it it helps. Yeah. I was even talking to a kid, um, I was doing some basketball training. Um, I do a little bit on that on the side every mm-hmm. once in a while. I love basketball. And so there's this uh, family that I know, and they want me to work with their kid who's, who's freshman in high school. And where they go to school is kind of far away from here. They go to church here on Sundays, but there's not that many kids from their school here. Sure. 
But I told him I actually had that experience in high school, and I said, actually, that's a cool thing. Because, mm. well, why, yeah, I can see it could be cool that you go to church with all the same kids you go to school with. I said, yeah. It's actually really nice to have a, a different friend group. Yep. Because maybe sometimes there's drama at school, mm-hmm. and that drama doesn't follow you to youth group, and you have kind of a break from yeah. it. And maybe, maybe some of the friends you have at school, you need a break from, and having a separate set of friends... I was actually able to be myself more yes. at youth group yep. than I was at school because yeah. it was a healthier environment. We have a, a college-age student. I'll just call him Michael. It's not his real name, but he goes by Michael when he's here. But I found out through some mutual friends that they know him as Mikey. And I was like, oh, like he's Mikey to you. He's totally Michael to me. Huh. And so I asked him about it, and he's like, honestly, like I've been Mikey for so long that I just want to just be Michael here. And I was Interesting. like, that's like, okay, cool. Like, yeah. I don't know you as anything different, so we're gonna we're gonna he call has kind you of Michael. a chance here to go. I don't have to be that. Yes. No, I think that that's really important. Now, I think there's a there's a point. Obviously, as kids get older, they're gonna have normally more say in their friends, right? They start right. having cars. They start having right. And I think it becomes important at that point where, okay, as a parent, you do have control. I love the stocking the fridge analogy because, mm-hmm. like, you do have you can determine who comes over to your house. You can determine where you're okay with your your kid going, right. and you can if you can endure your child not liking you every once in a while. <laughs> like that's a huge deal as a parent. It's almost like, you know, my, my oldest plays sports, and it's or I'll even go to my, my my daughter Lily loves ballet, and she's in a super intense ballet class. Right, and it's like, hey, if you want to do ballet, you got to be able to do the splits. You got to be <laughs> flexible. It's just it's you, if you can't be flexible, you can't do ballet. Yeah, and she works really hard at that stuff. Well, as a parent, you got to be able to endure your kids thinking you're lame. Mm. Mm-hmm. not liking you, thinking your rules are stupid. You have to have an endurance. You cannot be desperate for them to like you. It's right. hard to right. endure that. But if you can endure that, you have control over where they go, whose house they're at, who yeah. comes over to your house. But there will come a point where your kids start choosing their friends, and you don't have as much say. And I think at that point, you've got to teach them how to choose friends Yes, and what to value in their friends. Well, and I think starting, this is like the lifelong thing. It's an identity thing. Like, I never, I always felt, I've, I've been like a confident person, probably unrealistically confident, like doesn't match with reality in terms of like, I didn't have swagger. I just was overly confident. No, like, I remember <laughs> you in middle school, even we would, we would joke like, you seemed so comfortable with yourself. Yes. And comfort and confidence were tied <laughs> together. But you didn't have this like, yo, I'm, there were kids that. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That presented that, yes. but it was almost always insecurity based. Right. It was easy to tell. But, but yeah, I get But it. because I was comfortable with myself, and I don't know where that came from. I, I think the Lord just was favoring me. But I did, I did feel like I got to choose. Like I got to choose my girlfriend. I got to mm. choose my friends. Like there was this like always on the table of like, yeah, if I didn't want to be friends with them, it wouldn't be the end of the world. Like with the current, the cool. current setup. And for me, like, I might have just been lucky in experiencing that. But I think as a parent, there are some, like, really basic things that you can do to um, to instill that into your kid. And I, I, brought, I got another verse, um, Ephesians 3. Um, For this reason, I bow my knees uh, before the Father, from whom every family in heaven on earth is named, that according to the riches of his glory, he may grant you to be strengthened with the power through his Holy Spirit, in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may have strength to comprehend with all the saints the breadth and length and mm-hmm. height and depth to know the love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with the fullness of God. That's filled a, with the fullness. Filled I, with. I I, uh, I, I, t- I taught on that sure a couple of years ago, and that that one verse or a couple of verses that you read there has like more, like uh, qualifying like. <laughs> 
in commas, yes. this, having this, having being this. in this and considering this and th- yeah. Yeah. And so I think the things that jumped out to me is like, if your kid is rooted and grounded in love and that's like the love of Jesus in your family. Mm-hmm. Um, and if they are filled with the fullness of God, like they will have the freedom to know the right thing to choose. <laughs> I guess that's a, I guess, yeah. starting, starting with the identity there of like, if they're comfortable and confident in who they are, yeah, they're not going to choose friends just because they're really insecure and these people correct because there's acceptance, right? Um, they're just dr- they, they're just hungry. A lot of kids are just hungry for acceptance, right? And so and if your home is a place where they don't feel insecure, right. they're not going to look for the security, like right. in in something else, like a, another friend who's the opposite of what you yeah. would. Yeah, and would I mean, expect. there's there's normal dynamics when kids want to be cool. Kids yeah. want to be, and there are going to be certain groups that have a pull because being a part of that group may offer, mm-hmm. you know, some type of status, some type of felt, you yeah. know, whatever. And that's always going to be the case. And honestly, they might need to be part of that group. They might either need to learn the lesson right. at a young age where the stakes are low, or they might need to influence that group. If you're the kid, if you have Maybe the kid so. that, that has like point. the faith to, to be to part that. of the, you know, the basketball team with a bunch of intense dudes, but they're the one that loves Jesus and can yeah. set the tone for them. I think that, you know, like I, I've always told, like, okay, we'll go another scripture. Proverbs 27, I'm pretty sure it's 27. But it just says, walk with the wise and become wise. Mm-hmm. You know, associate with fools and experience something, like something ruined. <laughs> yeah, experience, yeah, your, your life will be ruined. Yeah. Um, I'm, I think I'm mixing a couple of, uh, of uh, translations together. But, but yeah, it's like, the, it's like the positive version of what you said, like, like mm-hmm. you know, bad company corrupts good morals. Well, good company mm. helps build that. Mm-hmm. And... I was talking to a kid years ago. I was still the youth pastor, and he needed to do a bunch of community service hours, like a bunch. Yeah. And I was like, why? Why do you need that many hours? He's like, oh, well, you know, I got... The court told me to. For this thing. I was like, why'd you do that? Yeah. He's like, I was with my friends. He kind of blamed it all on his friends. Right. He's like, well, I didn't really really do it. He said, I was with my friends, and they were doing... I was just there. I was like, man, you got to get better friends. Mm -hmm. And he looked at me like shocked. Like, how could you say that? I was like, I'm just saying that... If I hang out with my friends, the likelihood of us being arrested is really low. <laughs> and so it's just nice that when I'm with my friends, I don't have to worry about that. Right. And he kind of was like, he's young, and I could tell this was not his normal paradigm shift. And I said, hey, man, okay, here's the way it works. Choose, choose your friends strategically. Do not let life choose your friends for you. Right. You know, when, when I pick, like, I'll, I'll play basketball um, every once in a while, and, and I get to, if I get to pick the team, mm-hmm. I mean, I want to win. So do I just pick people like he makes me laugh? So he's on the team. Yeah. Um, oh, he's like, right. You know what? He's real. F- whatever it is, like, no, I'm going. Well, who's gives us the ban- best chance to win? And I will say, it, especially when you're young, if if kids could understand that to say, hey, look, I'm not saying be selfish, mm. but be be strategic. Be strategic because you do have the ability right now to choose friends, and if you choose wise friends at a young age. And wise, I would determine, would be kids who, who are, like, they have faith in God and they take life seriously. Mm-hmm. Not that they don't have fun. Right. But they're not, they're it's not, like they're someone, not just chasing momentary pleasure all yeah, the time. Someone who can say sorry when they've messed up. Correct. Someone who can acknowledge that they messed up, you know. Man, number one, you have no idea how long those connections will sometimes right. play, into, play into each other. Like, well, there's, there's, like... When you're especially high school age, the decisions you're making for your friends often stretch further than just your high school years. It's yeah. not like you graduate and then, even for me, I went to high, to college a thousand miles away. Right. Okay. 
I, my graduating class was small. It was a private school and it's grown a lot since I was there. But there was only 22 students in my graduating class. Hmm. And just the other day, I was at an event where I was praying. The worship leader was someone from my school and Megan, my wife, from my school. And so right. like, like, it's amazing how often those, those decisions of friends that you make in your teenage years actually carry, they have longer you know, yeah. influence on your life than you might realize. And that's what I tell a lot of the kids when um, there's like this dynamic at church where it's like they come in pairs and they don't talk to anyone else oh, other, yeah, than yeah. Their, other than their pair. And so I'm like, I, I tell them, they're like, well, they're just my friend from school. Um, and we talked about the friend from school dynamic. But I was like, hey, listen, the only person I know who went to my school that I still talk to is the person I married because I married Hannah, who right. we started dating in high school. Um, that's the only person. Right. Literally no one else do I know from school do I still talk to. Right. Um, caveat being, I have lots of high s- friends from high school when I was in high school, but they're all from here. From your like, youth group. Yeah, yeah, they're all from my youth group. And so. And you're not like 25 anymore. Well, you know I'm 28, I mean? so yeah. Okay. What, so, what, what, what do you mean? Well, no, but I, I, maybe I would have been better if I said like 21. It's not like you're, you, you, you've you had a several life stages in between right. high school. It's not like you're in college and it's just they're the ones. I mean, they're now, still around. Yeah, that kind of thing. But no, correct. You have, I mean, I can think of just for you, it's like, I can think of five or six people mm-hmm. that are in your regular life. Yeah, orbit. they became my coworkers, some of them. Coworkers. Um, if, if your kids are having a birthday party, going to there, there. You're yeah. <laughs> yes. And yeah. so you're stocking the fridge. Yes. With stocking. the same people that were stocked in your. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so I think just acknowledging that, like, when you graduate from high school, you don't have to graduate from your church. Yeah. Um, and for friends, a lot of time it's. Place, it's based on that setting, I agree. and so that's good. That setting can stick around for a lot longer than, than I, I, church is a big part of it. It's mm-hmm. not the one solution. You, that doesn't mean the if your kids don't have friends at church. That I right. mean, there, there's obviously good friendship dynamics that you can have outside of that. But man, if you're at a church that has a, a healthy, thriving youth group, and your kid, I'll say this: if you if you're, I mean, obviously there's gonna be parents who like our kids are already super involved in youth group. We're there. Check that box. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, for you, just keep being super intentional. Right. I would say begin to teach your kids the right filters and what what they should be looking for in friends. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, and don't be overly controlling about like when the spontaneous things happen. Okay. To say like, like for example, last night, uh, it's it's winter or fall break right now, right? And so our high school Bible study isn't meeting. Um, some of the kids organized amongst themselves. Hey, we're gonna go meet at a jumpy place. Okay. And I could see a lot of parents being like. I don't know those kids. Like, oh, like, gotcha. you know what I mean? And it's not a church sponsored event. You know, right. we're not like right. at the church sort of thing um, where it'd be like, I, because I don't know the main kid that sent the first text out, like, no, you can't go to that. Oh, wow. Well, okay. And I don't know if that I, happened, but I'm saying like, there's lots of parents that, that end up doing stuff like that. But to say like, hey, a bunch of church friends are going out to do a thing. Can I go with my church friends? Just like be willing to, to, to have a little bit more flexibility with, with, that, with, with that spontaneous group. things like yeah. that that happen. Because that's how a lot of friendship building happens. Yeah. And and again, part of your control, I guess what you're saying there, because I was thinking about what I said earlier, like, you know, you have control over who they hang out mm-hmm. with. Like, that doesn't mean, I guess an extreme version of that is if I don't know them and have had met with their parents, right? right <laughs> that at a certain age, maybe, and if your, your kid has proven that you have to be that involved, yes. maybe, because some kids have, and that's like, have a bad track record. Yeah. Um, but no, no, no. When the church thing does give you some semblance of trust in that obviously you can't, I mean, I was a youth pastor. We had kids, Mm -hmm. we had moments at youth group that were like, that shouldn't have happened. Yeah. There are, there are kids who don't love Jesus at youth group. Are there kids who are just learning how to love Jesus at youth group? Especially, 
you know, they're, they're young and they're testing all kinds. I get it. It's not like youth group is a perfect or the church kids are all perfect kids. Not at all. However, I also, as a youth pastor, went into public schools to do certain things. Mm-hmm. And youth group was better. <laughs> like, I just tell you, it was a better environment. So, yeah, no, I think let them build those things up. But my point is, as they get older, prepare them to, 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 make their own, to, to choose their own friends. Teach mm-hmm. them those filters. Help them understand, like, hey, what are you looking for in a friend? Most kids are not self-reflective. Because mm-hmm. the older they get, the more self-reflective they are. But, like, very few junior high – if there's, like, a junior high girl that's boy crazy or middle school – I know I'm trying to start saying middle school. I'm from the Midwest, <laughs> and I guess – yeah, people have been telling me no one calls it junior high anymore. Yeah, well, no one I think ever called it junior high. I think I just inherited calling it junior high from I guess you. So I mean, I'm sorry. No, it's but okay. Middle school, like if there's a girl who's boy crazy in middle school, she's probably never gone. Why am I boy crazy? Right. Why do I always need to have a boyfriend? There must be some insecurity there's, inside there's, of me. There's a God shaped hole in my heart. Right. Like, there's not <laughs> that. But you have to be the one that helps them ask those questions. Like, hey, right. what what are you looking for in a friend? Yeah. Like, what do you value in the? And I can do that. Choose? I have a lot of like. Um, ability to do that at youth group, mm-hmm. you know, asking those questions as we have a bunch of teenagers sitting in the room. Right. But a parent has that opportunity all week long. Every yeah, you don't want to offload everything to the youth pastor. So, right. you know, teach them that. And then I think as parents, ask yourself the question: Do I choose friends like that? Hmm. Do I model for my kids? You know, we, we've got a, a couple of friends that are we call it family. Like hmm. we're friends and family. Mm-hmm. Like we kind of blend a lot. And I'm grateful for the fact that when my kids are around me, around my friends, my right. kids are around me while I'm around my friends. They can see what friendship They can like. see those filters. Yeah. It's not like, hey, uh, I know that this per like, don't repeat anything they say. Yeah. They're, they're just we, funny. We or, always go into the man cave whenever that, and you don't see that you don't relationship know. It's, at it's all. It's actually very, we're all together. Right. And I think that I'm hoping that there's some, you know, one of my main major filters for friends is friends who... Uh, they don't, they make me more excited about life. Hmm. Like that was one of my big, like if I hang out with someone and all we talk about is the negative stuff and all of that, it's just, I don't have a lot of room for that. But right. if I'm around people and like, they're just, when I'm after 10, 15 minutes with them, I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm like, I'm just motivated to be more. Yeah. Not like I'm comparing they bring, myself. They bring you to, joy. They bring me joy. And yeah. I go, man, I love life when I'm around these people. I want my kids to see that too. So I think yeah. that teaching your children being, willing to have those conversations and not just telling them things, but asking them questions. Mm-hmm. Why are those people your friends? Mm-hmm. What do you want in a friend? What, what do you value most in a friend? Most kids have never thought about those things, yeah. but it's not a long walk mentally to get there. I sat with a middle schooler who essentially said, uh, I just wanted friends. And that's like as far as it went. Mm-hmm. They didn't care who their friends were. They yeah. just, they just wanted friends. And so they ended up with a, with the wrong crowd. And, uh, it was like, oh, like out of just a desperation, feeling like you couldn't get any friend you wanted, you just settled for, for, for these as friends. And it's kind of how I got to a Christian school. I was public school my whole life, mm. except for a really small stint in eighth grade. It was kind of between schools, and I got in a fight, and yeah. my parents were yeah, – it was, it was, that's a different story. But um, all the way up until halfway through 10th grade, public school. Mm. And then we moved here. I got in with uh, – my neighbor was a, a girl. She was 16. I was uh, 16. She was 17. I don't know, she was a year older than me. Super popular at the public school that I was at, and wild, hmm. like wild and wealthy. <laughs> so it was like I, I hung out with them a few times, and it was, it was like it was crazy. It was kind of like a movie. Yeah, it was kind of yeah. like this is not you know. And my parents wised up to that. Yeah, and pretty quick, I'm changing schools. Yeah, and it was one of the greatest things they ever did in my life. 
right. because they, they recognized, I need to remove. They saw something so potentially dangerous that they removed me from it. Hmm. As, a, as an older teenager, too. As an older, I was 16. Yeah. I'm like, hey, you're going to this school now. And, you know, they didn't, that school, kind of like we were talking about, it was a Christian school. And uh, <laughs> I actually have a friend that graduated with me, and I wish a school would do this. Because no one will, though. He's like, I, ha- I literally have the best selling point for Christian schools. <laughs> Which is? Our worst kids are better than the other worst kids. <laughs> <laughs> he's, like, if, if, he's like, no one will ever put that on there. Because he said, he, and here was him. He said, and I, this actually might speak to some parents if they've made it all the way through here. He, it was actually uh, Steve who started his hands, his mm-hmm. son. Okay. We graduated together. We, weren't f- we were friendly. We got along. Yeah. But we weren't in the same circle. Circles, we yeah. didn't have the same interest. But we did, we did have some overlap. Anyway. He, he'll just tell you, he's like, I was always the kid who was going to be drawn to the most fringe kids. Wow. He's like, I just, I have a rebellious nature. Wherever I was, I was going to be drawn to whatever kids were the most. He said, it's just that at the Christian school that we went to, the, the worst kids. The worst kids are playing like friendly pranks. <laughs> yes. The wor- worst kids are saying cuss words they shouldn't say. They're probably yeah. smoking some cigarettes. Back yeah. then, I don't think kids smoke cigarettes as much now. Vaping. Vaping. Um, when their parents aren't around. Right. But I went to public school. And it's not that different today. Right. Like it is in the fact that people have phones, but beyond that, the worst kids were a lot worse. Yeah. And he's like, I would have been drawn to that. And he said, and I would have been in all kinds of intense stuff. And I, there's actually truth to that, that when you put yeah. your kids, just by changing the environment, my parents put me in a place where it just, I would have had to go out of my way to be as crazy, crazy, as yeah. rebellious, as, you know, uh, trying stupid stuff. It would have been, yeah, it would have, it would have been much more shocking for you to Correct. get that, that far. And most kids are not wired completely like, so he's right. recognizing he's a little different, Yep. but he's like, yeah, my high school friends were fine. Yeah. They were just like, yeah, and I they think, got detention at a Christian school for cutting up a little too Right. Much. So we've got stocking the fridge, environments, and you can adjust the settings. Like if you mm-hmm. think that the basketball team or the football team is like, Oh yeah, I don't respect the coach and his beliefs. I don't like the, anyone on the team. Like right. I see things happening that are really unhealthy. Yeah, maybe not the football team for your kid, and find another outlet for sports or something. Or if it's the wrong school, or you if can it's change. The wrong, I mean, yeah, that's a whole different. Co- yeah. It's, yeah, it's, that's it's, a big decision. But my point is, don't as a parent just recognize what your options are, right? And that you actually have a few nuclear options. Yes. you do have. Yes, a few, that's the like, point. Yeah. yeah, if it gets real, real bad. Yeah, but then you know, instilling into them their identity so that they have the tools to equip, like to to choose, like, hey, this is a strategic friend. This helps accomplish the goals you have in life. This makes you feel better. Um, I think those two things would just and be. We'll wrap up with yeah. this too. Use your youth pastor. <laughs> what I mean by that is, if anyone ever came to me and said, "Hey, here's what my child is dealing with. Right. They really struggle with friends." I was able, and you're really good at this too, you can do some covert ops yeah. as a youth pastor. We go, okay, just bring them, and I will like nudge right. connections. And there were times I did that even when you were a student. I was like, hey, mm-hmm. there's, this, there's this person coming. This could is you, coming there. Could you talk could to you them? Could you just please make sure that they yeah. get? And they're like, yes. And, yeah. and there were some really good things that happened from that. Yeah, and just to know that, I, again. Your mom did that with you the first time you came. I'm sure. She's like, he's really lonely. <laughs> um, he has, she really? his social skills are not <laughs> She's there. really she, awkward. He's super, no, but no, it wasn't you. But I did have parents who, who like, they felt for their kids and they said, yeah, they need help. And those kids actually got in with really great kids and it was helpful for them. Yep. All right. All right. So, Raising kids who follow Jesus. Stock the fridge. <laughs> nuke the fridge if you nuke, have to. Nuke, nuke the fridge. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. it's important. Uh, bad company corrupts, corrupts good, good morals. morals. Walk with the wise and become wise. Yep. And teach your kids how to do that. All right. All right. See you. Bye.